to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. We are coming in a day late, but I think that the episode that we have will be worth the wait. Uh, we are going to cover all of the Nintendo Direct. Of course, I couldn't do it without the Zelda MVP herself, the best of the business, Alice Aletha. Al, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I feel uh, I feel well rested. I think Nintendo took a look at my schedule and they're like, oh, she's going on vacation at this time. That's when we're going to show a direct. And so I felt that I, and it was <laughs> it was kind of a bummer. I had to listen to it rather than watch it while I was driving. So I had re I had initial reactions, which was good. But then I watched it later and I had better reactions. So I'm excited to talk about it. You know what? I will say that um, this was this one was a bad direct in terms of like I think we had 24 hours notice or something like that, right? Yeah. Like, in fact, it, it was not very no, long. No, in fact, you were. <laughs> it was kind of funny. You were like, "Hey," and I didn't. I hadn't realized that there was an announcement yet. But you're like, "Hey, if there is Zelda news tomorrow, you know Thursday, be ready to record." And I'm like, "I'm not gonna be here. <laughs> like, I'm driving down to the coast." <laughs> So. Well, I mean, luckily, luckily, there really wasn't any Zelda news as we'll get into. Yeah. But my original point was that it was a bad direct in terms of like there is less than twenty four hours notice. Yeah. But I feel like oftentimes they will plop a Nintendo direct at like nine a.m. or ten a.m. Mm -hmm. or like some some miserable time like that. And this one wasn't too bad. This one was four o'clock for me, three o'clock for you. But all of our East Coast pals actually could get home from work settle in yeah. take their shoes off uh so it, it wasn't like an obnoxious time so at least we're making baby steps into the right direction maybe in the future we'll get a direct that's announced ahead of time like a couple days ahead of time maybe a week ahead of time actually that if you can even imagine and it'll be at like seven o'clock that would just be unbelievable i i don't know what crazy juice is drinking but <laughs> i think that's way in the future We'll see. I feel like they might revert back to their old ways rather quickly. Their their old dirty tricks of <laughs> saying like, hey, by the way, in 12 hours, we got a Nintendo Direct for you. <laughs> All right, so we're going to cover this Direct, but I have a story to tell you about okay. because I'm looking at it right now. So I, uh, I was upstairs with Samantha yesterday, and she's just like, Andy, the counter is disgusting. You need to clean up the counter. And I'm looking at the counter. I'm like, it's not disgusting, and half of it's yours. I look at the counter, there's my 3DS, there's my DS, there's a Metroid Fusion map, there's my great Ace Attorney video game cover, there's like a, three pairs of my headphones, there's my laptop, and there was a Skyward Sword puzzle I had. So I'm like, oof, actually this is all my mess. <laughs> so I cleaned it up, but then I grabbed that Skyward Sword puzzle, and I pitched it to Sam, and I'm like, why don't we do this tonight? We're not doing anything. Let's do this puzzle tonight. And you know what she told me? That's a winter activity. <laughs> okay is doing puzzles really a winter activity I, I was just like no i feel like that's an anytime activity like she's like no it's nice outside that's like what you do and when, when it's cold out and you make some chili and you get some hot chocolate and you do a puzzle i get that and i i don't know about that i i i question that so i i think we need some some outside opinions on this matter yeah. allison um i i mean i get it i I understand that feeling. It's like a cozy kind of activity that you get to do within the warmth of your home if it's kind of nasty outside and, you know, you get to have something warm to eat or whatever. And then, you you know, you're just doing a puzzle and it's nice and chill. When you're in the summertime, I, I, I mean, I get it. I wouldn't want to be in it. The sun is shining and I have a day off. I probably wouldn't want to be inside doing a puzzle. Well, I, I was hoping that you would just like straight up take my side. That's... It's not exactly, you didn't exactly give the answer that I was looking for, if I'm being honest, Al. I, I don't know what to tell you about that. <laughs> I'm <sighs> sorry, Andy, we can't always agree. Uh, I, was, I was really looking forward to telling her that you said that she was wrong, but I guess I will just... Uh, Let me just message I'll her just right now. i have to make that part up. Like, yeah. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> no matter what he says. Um, all right, well, let's get into the show. You, as you can tell, uh, the listeners of the Champions Cast... We're stalling because really there was zero Zelda news, and we we didn't think that there would be. Um, I certainly wasn't expecting to see Breath of the Wild two, and I I don't think that we're really gonna see any other announcements of new Zelda games because we know that we got Breath of the Wild two coming up next year. But uh, I I think it was like a guarantee 
And we'll just start here, and then we'll kind of go in chronological order. But I think it was a guarantee that we were going to see the the newest batch of Age of Calamity DLC. And we kind of did, mm-hmm. like, for a couple seconds. And I, I don't know. I, I thought that maybe we would get something a little bit more. I think there was about a one-minute trailer. I don't really know what I was expecting. I, I mean, maybe I was expecting, um, because the second batch, I think that we all think is going to be a little bit more story heavy especially because nintendo said that there was going to be cutscenes with it um so i don't know i I think that i was hoping for maybe like a story trailer or something we did get aster he's got like eight other asters around him and they're doing some voodoo stuff and that does look kind of neat and uh you know that's that's exciting but i I don't know i i was just kind of a little bit like yeah okay um we we also got the confirmation that Robbie and Pura are playable characters. I think that's like the worst kept secret in Age of Calamity, but it looks like they're kind of one character. Yes. That's that was my takeaway from it is that they're like the same playable character. Yes. I don't know if you kind of felt that way as well. I did, for sure. I when I was hearing it, I was like because I wasn't able to see it. I was like, "Oh, there's Robbie and Pura, obviously. We knew this was coming." But when I was watching it, I'm like, "Oh, they're literally, they're like a tag team. You play as both of them. In the, like, when you pick the character, it's Pura and Robbie. So I, that's definitely the vibes I got. It seems like, you know, Pura's kind of controlling some machinery while Robbie's the one in it or using it, you know? So, and being, you know, the fighting man while she's in the back kind of controlling some of the ancient tech or whatever, that's kind of the vibe I got. Right. Yeah, that, that was my takeaway. And I think that that's a good thing, too, because as we've said before on the show, like, I, I think that you could make one of them have a cool moveset because you got all, like, the ancient arrows and, like, other guardian technology. But my thought was, like, man, what are, like, if both of them are playable characters, that's kind of, I, I don't know, that just feels like they're going to be, like, an echo fighter, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that they just kind of smushed them into one. And they did say that there was a character that was playable that was not yet shown. Uh, it's probably going to be Aster. I mean, I mean, I kind of got the feeling because it says it said one more character and I kind of feel like they gave it away in the trailer. I could be wrong and I could be reading too much into it, but I'm pretty sure it's Suga. Like just the way okay. that they showed Suga and he was kind of like it kind of looked like his entry card. You know, each character kind of has like an entry you know, for when they're about to fight kind of deal or when they're first introduced to the story. It kind of looked like his entry into the roster of characters. Yeah, and I'm, I i can't say that I'm terribly excited about that. Of course, so I, I mean, I think before Age of Calamity even came out, like last November, it the, the entire game was leaked and um, somebody data mined and found that there was playable character data for Robbie, Pura, Aster, and Suga. So that that's kind of like it's fairly anticlimactic, you know, I think I you know as, as ridiculous as the battle tested guardian was, yeah. that was at least like kind of fun, kind of out there. Yeah, and you weren't expecting um, it. Yeah, and you weren't expecting it. And I and I think that like everyone is expecting either Aster or Suga. So I, I'm hoping that it's not one of those, but I mean, who else is it going to be? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I got the same feeling too. And um you know, I was curious about what Aster was doing there. I'm not really sure. Like like you said, they get, they gave us some, like, snippets, but I was also expecting a story trailer because there does some, seem to be a story here. And I'm wondering if it's about Sidon, to be honest, because the way all the three of the four Guardians are talking, they're talking about Sidon or a little kid or a little buddy, you know. So I'm thinking it's going to be, like, a little Sidon story maybe. I don't know. They didn't give us now. much information to go on. <laughs> playable baby side on that has some legs yeah that would be cool <laughs> that'd be great um that would be great yeah, yeah I, I don't know I, I i'm not like i'm not like over the moon excited for this age of calamity dlc i, I think it's probably gonna be solid but i i don't know as, as i was saying a couple weeks ago i feel like after skyward sword came out i just i still feel hungry for zelda and i feel like we haven't gotten anything and i know that we just got skyward sword and i know that we get uh, this DLC coming out, and trust me, I'm a Metroid fan. I know how spoiled I sound saying that we don't have anything for <laughs> Zelda, but I mean, you, you've got this this Breath of the Wild 2 game that was announced so long ago, and I just, I just like, I can't help but feel still dissatisfied from the information that we were shown at E3, 
And of course I was not expecting it to show up in like the September Nintendo Direct. Those are always kind of like the B shows, you know, of uh of Nintendo's lineup there. If it was like wrestling pay-per-views, this would be like Extreme Rules or something if E3 was WrestleMania. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I feel like I'm I'm hungry for something and the Age of Calamity isn't filled me up. Skyward Sword filled me up for a little bit and that Breath of the Wild 2 trailer that we got at E3 it definitely didn't fill me up, so I'm I'm ready to eat. Damn it, I'm ready to eat. Yeah. And I I'm thinking that I'm not going to be able to eat until E3, which is a staggering nine months away. I mean, I could have a baby in that I time. Could... <laughs> I kind of feel like uh, I understand where you're coming from, and I kind of feel the same. Where it's just like we got Age of Calamity last year, so the DLC is great, and it's uh, it's okay to hold us over, but nothing's really been. Like, and I feel like their marketing has been weird this year for both Age of Calamity DLC and uh, Breath of the Wild 2. But I feel like they did say, or infer at least, that they would be giving us more Breath of the Wild news to this news this year. Breath of the Wild 2 news this year. Easy for me to say. Say that three <laughs> times fast. Um, so I have a feeling that since it wasn't in this direct, that maybe during the Game Awards we'll, we'll see something, possibly. I don't. I don't think so. You don't think so? May, okay, maybe, maybe the Game Awards, maybe the Game Awards, but. But God, man, they've been getting boring every year, so it's really hard to be like, yeah, we're gonna watch the Game Awards and really hope for some Breath of the Wild two news, but we're probably gonna snooze through half of it. <laughs> I I'm really excited for the Game Awards this year, actually, because I think that there is like a pretty decent chance that Metroid Dread is gonna be in conversation for Game of the Year. This is a conversation that we'll have over on the Omega Metroid podcast available on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. But um, I'm excited for the Game Awards this year. I don't know. I I just don't... I don't see it. I don't see them showing off Breath of the Wild 2 at the Game Awards. I would love to be wrong. I would love to be wrong. But uh, I I don't know. I don't see it. This sounds opposite of how we were a few months ago about E3. (laughs) Yeah, well, I just... Like, I look at the evidence, okay? I look at the science... And the science told me that it was a guarantee that Breath of the Wild 2 would be at E3. But I look at the last couple years of the Game Awards, and I'm thinking to myself, all right, what has Nintendo really shown the last couple years at the Game Awards? And I'm thinking to myself, and I'm like, I can't think of anything that they showed off last year. I can't think of a single game. I don't. Th- I think they showed off Sephiroth in Smash Bros., and that was it for Nintendo. And and I think that a lot of that is because Reggie fils retired. Um, Reggie fils was tight with Jeff Keighley, who runs the game boards, or Jeff Knightley, as we like to call him at Zelda Dungeon. Um, the, the two of them were buddies, and I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they just don't have that same relationship anymore with Nintendo of America. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm looking into it too much. Maybe Breath of the Wild 2 will show up. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, bet, you know, I wouldn't bet my house on it. We'll put it that way. Yeah, I get what I get what you're saying. But something about how they were inferring about news, more news this year. I just feel like we still have to get maybe not like a full blown trailer or story or anything. Just something, something, maybe another okay. snack. You know. You know, you know, what my father told me about being a pessimist, Allison. Oh no, what did, what is it? <laughs> He said it's the best because you're either always right or you're always pleasantly surprised. Oh, so there you go. It's the best of both worlds. That's so nice. we'll we'll see. Let's get into this Nintendo Direct. We've been yakking about uh, Age of Calamity. Let's get into the rest of it. Before we do, I'm going to put you on spot, Al. Let's if you were to give this Nintendo Direct a grade, knowing that September Nintendo Directs are usually kind of in a tough spot because. You, you basically know the rest of your lineup for the rest of the year. We know what we're getting in November, and we know what we're getting in October and December and January. So there's not really usually any new announcements, um, and because there's usually the February Direct. So knowing that this Direct is kind of in a tough spot, how would you grade this Nintendo Direct? Um, I would probably grade it because I'm thinking about some of the games that people have been anticipating and wanting to hear more about, like they've already given us some news. I'm thinking about the rumors that we've been hearing lately with Switch Online. 
and I'm also thinking about the fact that they talked about the movie, which I had very little news about myself. I don't know if anybody else was different. I would say that it wasn't as great as earlier this year when they came back to the the full-blown directs, which I thought was super hype. But I thought it was decent. And I had some moments where I was like, oh, my God, is this really happening? You know, kind of still, even though it wasn't as hype. So I'd say right. B, B minus B, like in that range, in between. Okay. I, I was going to say B minus. I think B minus is is appropriate. Um, and, I, and I feel like, so I was actually, I was looking at this direct and the list of games that I accrued for us here today, Al. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, there's some cool stuff in here. There's N64, there's Castlevania, there's Splatoon 3. There's, uh, like, there is some cool stuff. But I think that my problem with the Direct is that... Yeah, you know what? Usually we talk about pacing in Zelda a lot. And there, pacing applies to everything, including Nintendo Directs. And one of the, the big rules of, like, any kind of event like this or a video or something like that is you want to start hot and you want to end hot. And for me, the start was very lackluster and the end was very lackluster. And so I think that that kind of, uh, I think it kind of sullied the rest of the direct for me. So maybe this is actually a better direct than I'm giving it credit for. But I do think that we were we were all expecting the the latest Smash Bros, the last Smash Bros fighter for that matter, to be shown to start off the direct. We were actually told that we're getting a separate Super Smash Bros direct on October the 5th to reveal the last fighter, which is cool. But then they start off with DLC for Monster Hunter and for Monster Hunter Rise to be specific. And I thought that this was a weird choice because like it is a Nintendo Switch exclusive, I get that, but it's not a Nintendo property. It's uh it's not like a new game. It was just DLC. It didn't really go in that in depth. It's just I mean Monster Hunter isn't really my thing. I, I maybe I shouldn't even say that. I've never tried Monster Hunter, so maybe it is my thing and I just don't know it. But I, I don't know. I, I was just like, oh, it's Monster Hunter. This is how they're starting the Direct? Okay. And I, I think that that put this Direct behind the eight ball for me. And I realize that there are tons of people that do like Monster Hunter. And uh, I'm, I'm super stoked for them. Because I've heard nothing but good things about Monster Hunter Rise. But for me, I was just kind of like, to start this off. I, um, I agree with at least what you're saying about the beginning. I think it depends on what you like for the end of this direct because I feel like there were a lot of we'll, fans. We'll get to yeah. the end. I feel like there's yeah, a lot we'll of fans there. for those things. So I at least agree with you with the beginning because I'm like, I don't really know a lot of – not maybe it's just that I don't run in that kind of circle and some, some Zelda Dungeon people are okay with Monster Hunter, but it, it's really not in our circle. So it, it's, it was cool to like – like the dragons were cool looking and stuff but at the same time yeah it was such a like a like a stalled start to to the direct i was kind of like okay cool monster hunter what's next you know yeah yeah i agree so that was how the direct started off and let's let's go down the list here let's talk about some of the things that were announced the next thing that was announced was so back when e3 happened you and i were talking we had no idea if Nintendo announced a new Mario Party game. There was an update to the existing Mario Party game. And I watched this trailer and I still don't right? know. I'm pretty sure it's for a new Mario Party game. But I'm not 100% sure. So Mario Party. I think that, that that does not bode well. I, I think there are some people that I've talked to that are excited about it though. Mario Party Superstars. I, th- I believe it's called. And I, yeah, I don't know what it is either. If it's like a, if it's like a collection of all the best games and it hasn't come out yet, or if it has, I don't remember, but I do know some people that like it and like Mario party and are excited about it. I believe what I said when it was first, they were first talking about it is it's a game I could totally see getting in order to play with friends and family at gatherings, but otherwise I don't, uh, it's not, I just don't care. I was trying to think. Dude, do you know what game? Do you know what I'm gonna get to play with friends and family is Chocobo GP, <laughs> which was also announced here, which is like Final Fantasy Mario Kart. That looked awesome. That looked just looked like awesome. Mario Kart. I'm sorry, it looked the exact same as Mario Kart. All the little flips oh, and the moves great. and stuff. It. I mean, I understand the 
the desire for it for people who are fans of those games. But for me, <laughs> who hasn't played any of those games, I was just like, it looks like Mario oh Kart. <laughs> like, I already You've own this game. never played a Final Fantasy game? I have never played a Final Fantasy game. Oh, my God. Have you played Super Metroid yet? No. Yeah, I know you haven't. Yeah, we've been, we have plans, remember? <laughs> All right. Do you ever do you ever have trouble getting to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> I All know right. where you're going with this. So this this is what you're going to do the next time that you have trouble <laughs> falling asleep, okay? You're going to go to about 6 minutes into this Nintendo Direct. <laughs> you're going to fire up the trailer for whatever this card game was called by the guys who make Near Autonoma. You're going to listen to this soft melodic music. They're going to listen to the six minutes that they spend explaining what this card game is and how it functions and the rules of it. And you are going to drift away and have the best sleep that you've ever had. My God. My God, this trailer lasted forever. And it was so slow. And it was just like, it was like a lullaby just lulling you to sleep. And I was like, what, what are we doing here? We are not off to a hot start. And it doesn't help. That for me, personally, if you want me to never, ever play your video game, make it about cards. Like, if your battle system has cards, I ain't about it. If, you're, if your mini games have cards, I will never play it. If you, if you have cards in your video game, I am out. And that extends to real life too, by the way. I don't really play cards. I, I don't play poker. I don't play crib. I don't play any of that stuff. I play coup. And that's the only card game I play. Well, I mean, but, this is like... Oh, my God. This this was rough. This was... This was rough. <laughs> I think... I mean, I, I understood the, the idea and the premise of it and that it does have an audience. It's a tabletop RPG, but it's digital, which, you know, is cool. And I thought the art was really good. I, and, yes, the music was kind of, like, really soft and whatever. But it was still nice. Like, uh, it was still nice music. I liked the idea that the like scenery and the weapons and the shop owners and the characters they're all art on these cards and they look great and the animation for the attacks and stuff are great but i i am not a card like a tabletop rpg fan i've actually been trying to get into it a little bit more of those tabletop rpg things it's difficult for me but i'm getting there so i understand that there's a huge fan base for that and i think that they were going in the right direction for the people who love that stuff yeah, I, you're right. The The game, for what it is, looks awesome. It's just, like, totally not my thing. But I think that we can all agree that that was, like, yeah, like that was a lousy it was, trailer. It was a lot, yeah. That, that was, like, the opposite of hype. Yeah. <laughs> I that, can agree that, with that. That was, like, oh, oh, my God. Uh, all right, well, let's talk about something else that was the absolute opposite of hype. What do you do when you have a month where there's no Nintendo game coming out and you need to fill a release calendar. If you're Nintendo, Allison, what do you do? I don't know, but I feel like the answer is Kirby. <laughs> I know what you do. You you go to your box of gimmicks. You shuffle around. Maybe he's going to be a robot this time. Maybe he's going to ride on stars this time. Maybe he's going to be a ball of yarn this time. Nope. We pulled out the open world gimmick. And we're slapping it on Kirby. And Kirby's coming out for a new game for Nintendo Switch. Ugh. Do you not like Ugh. Kirby? I need to hear you. I like I I I have my own opinion. You don't know this about no, me? No, I have my own opinions about Kirby, but they're not much, so it's kind of funny to hear somebody who like absolutely does not like Kirby. I can't stand Kirby. Why? I I just I I can't. Well, okay, let me tell you why. So, I I like I just said, I feel like Nintendo whenever they're just like, "Oh man, we don't have a a game coming out in uh in April. What do we do?" I know. Let's get Kirby. Do we, do we have to, to spend some time making it a really good game or like something that is going to be really enjoyable to play? No, the, just make the cheapest, fastest, most lackluster game that you can and people will buy it because he's cute and he's pink and he's a big ball. And for, so for the longest time, for the longest time, I was as a Metroid fan, okay? I, whenever I saw Nintendo just shovel out another crappy Kirby game, I was just like, oh my god, like, this this is like the hundredth Kirby game in the last five years. Can I just get one Metroid game to come out? Just one. Just one. 
But no, we got to get Kirby back out in his robot suit or in his in his mirror or whatever gimmick that he's trying this month. The games are never good. The games no, they don't even sell that well. You'd be surprised at how Kirby games like how much they underperform in terms of sales. But he's cute and he sells plushies and that's all people care about and he's been coasting on that since his inception back in 1993. I just like my god, can can anybody name one great Kirby game? I don't think you can. I think maybe you can name one that's good. Good is probably about as good as we get with Kirby. And most of those games are just just rubbish. Rubbish. So no, I don't like Kirby. He also is super annoying in Super Smash Bros. My brother always just played as him. He floated to the top of the screen and he was just spam down B over and over and over. Uh, it's it, You know... And, and the root, the root of the hatred, Allison, is because, again, and this is somehow connected to me loving Metroid and never getting Metroid games, but I'm like, you know what? I get it, okay? Kirby is cute. He's pink. He's a ball. He's easy to market to children. But maybe if Nintendo could step outside their wheelhouse and, realize, and, and learn how to market things that aren't cute, maybe they could realize, like, hey, we have this awesome sci-fi property that would appeal to people that don't like Kirby. And maybe we could learn how to market that and make this a more lucrative and, and valuable franchise. But we don't do that because we know cute. We know how to, to market that to, to kids and put them on lunchboxes and whatever. So, no, I, just, I don't like Kirby. Kirby cannot get it. He is... Uh, he, he's, he's the worst. Kirby is the worst. I will say this, though. This game looks like the best Kirby game I've ever oh seen. I'll give him that. Oh, well, I mean, it's not saying much, right? It's not saying much. Oh my gosh. It's like, it's like saying like, yeah, this gruel is the best bowl of gruel I've ever had. <laughs> Yum. You just reminded me of just a quick sidebar story. I was at the beach this weekend with my sister and my best friend and my sister's boyfriend and... My sister's boyfriend was a little tipsy trying to get into my car. And I'm a short person, so I have a short car. And he's tall. And he's like, Allison, it's a pain in the butt to get into your car. And he's all yelling and griping and complaining. And then he closes the door and he's like, this is a nice handle, though. And I was like, like <laughs> <laughs> just from complaining, complaining, complaining to, like, an instant comment is what you just reminded me of. Like, this game is rubbish, but it looks like the best Kirby game ever. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, that's... That's not saying much. Let's be honest. I, you know, I'm sure that there's people out there that love Kirby. They love, they love the easy games. They like being able to turn their brain off. They like that Nintendo just pumps them out like, uh, like every three months. But come on, Kirby's—he's the worst. So, he is the worst. I am very indifferent about Kirby. I don't. I don't. I don't love Kirby but I don't hate Kirby it's just and I think it's because I haven't played many Kirby games um I do remember one I don't know what it's called and I don't know what the premise of that game was about I just remember playing it all the time with my brothers to the point where we were fighting over it and it was on the GameCube was it on the N64 nope, it was on the GameCube. it was on GameCube okay and to the point we were always fighting about it whose turn it was and whatever that my mom took it away so apparently that one was really good I just don't know which one it was. <laughs> it's probably the best thing that ever happened to you. <laughs> so, I haven't played a lot of Kirby. I do feel like a lot of people who hate Kirby are because they play somebody in Smash Bros. who always uses Kirby. And... <laughs> nobody nobody hates Kirby. Everybody likes Kirby, except for me. I, I can't stand him. And you know what? Let me throw this out there, too, oh because God. I know somebody's going to say it. I know somebody's going to be like, well, Andy, these games are for kids. Of course, they're not supposed to be that good. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I've played Yoshi's Story... I played the Lego games, and you know what? Those games are for kids, but they're fun. Kirby's not fun. I don't know. I'm Kirby's lame. I I, I was kind of looking at this game, and I saw it was funny because when I was listening, I was like, I don't know, I don't recognize the music, but I think this is Kirby, and so they announced it as Kirby, and I was like, yeah, that's cool. I was right, but when I was looking at it later, I was like, this game actually looks kind of neat. Like it's all kind of open worldy, reminded me of Super Mario Odyssey, kind of. Where the direction they were it, it going. It very much did. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I think it looked fun, and I think I might even be interested in it. Uh, like I said, I don't love or hate Kirby, so it was like, yeah, I was just like, yeah, that looks great. And 
it's fine. So when Andy shows me his notes that the new Kirby game is gross, I was like, dang, Andy, I need to hear your opinions about Kirby. <laughs> I'm just not a fan of Kirby. <sighs> We've I gone just, from I'm ugly really, to I'm really to not rubbish. a fan of Kirby. Uh, <laughs> that's probably being generous. Anyways, th- you know, this, this does look... Uh, cautious, I'll be cautiously optimistic. I'm going to give Kirby the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say that this is probably the best-looking Kirby game that we've ever seen. Not like that's a high bar, but let's give some credit where it's due. But I wouldn't be surprised if this comes out in... Uh, I think it, they said it was either February or April, and it just gets a bunch of 5 out of 10s from everybody because that's what your average Kirby game does because it's just like, let's get this out as quick as we can, and all these kids that like Kirby are going to ask their moms to buy it for them, and then they're going to... The, the parents don't know any better, so they're just going to get this crappy Kirby game and repeat and re reuse this formula. So there we go. That's my rant on Kirby. You heard it anyway, here. Just, but let's move you on. You heard it here. Let's, uh, let's, you, can, you can talk about this if you want. Uh, I don't know that there's much to talk about, but they the Nintendo did announce that... There's going to be an Animal Crossing Direct coming up in October. I, I thought that you might be excited about this. I don't. I wouldn't say I'm excited because I feel like I've fallen off of Animal Crossing, and that's kind of Nintendo's own fault for doing that. They had so many updates last year because they were prepared, and they told us that they had like two years worth of updates, I think. I'm pretty sure. But they really just kind of fell off this year, and I don't know if that's because of COVID or because they really didn't have that much extra content. And it's fine. Um, I feel like some people were looking forward to this. I can't remember the character's name because I'm not huge into Animal Crossing. This was my first Animal Crossing game. Um, But he runs like a little cafe, I think, that's going to be added to the museum, it looks like. Um, The the Roost, right? Yeah. And so... Yeah. Isn't that K.K. Slider's place? Mm. Or no, K.K. just plays there. He plays there. Yeah, he's the playing dog. Um, All right. I, I'm obviously not into Animal Crossing either, unfortunately. <laughs> I just don't remember his name. Maybe his name is Roost. Um, I just don't remember, which would make sense because it's a coffee place. So that's all they kind of gave us as far as right now. But I do appreciate that they are doing a separate direct for Animal Crossing and Smash Bros. Because that way you can kind of focus on the last character of Smash Bros. You can focus, hopefully, on a, a substantial update. Uh, you know, update to Animal Crossing because if they're going to do their own direct, it's probably not going to be just the cafe added on. I feel like they'll have more. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is their moment to get people who've kind of, you know, fell off of Animal Crossing back into it because I feel like January of this year hit and I haven't played since. So maybe they'll they'll pick us back up. If not, they kind of let this one fall. So we'll see. All right. All right, well, I'm going to I'm gonna list off a bunch of, like, rapid-fire things here because we do have a lot of stuff to talk about still. So I'm going to list off some things. You can stop me if you want to talk about any of them, Al. But uh, here we go. There was a update for Mario Golf. So uh, our boy Koopa Troopa is going to be a new playable character, so that's kind of cool for those who like Mario Golf. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic is coming to Switch. This game has not aged well, but uh, I don't know. I guess we have the remake to look forward to in a couple of years. ActRaiser is a remake of an SNES classic. Uh, I've never played ActRaiser, but I've heard like really awesome things about it. So I might check this out. I, I think that uh, I, this has been on my short list of games that I wanted to play, and I was looking for it to come to Nintendo Switch Online, hopefully, and it never did. So maybe I'll just get this one. Um, the Castlevania Advance Collection is available on Nintendo Switch right now, which I strongly recommend to uh, to anybody that's a fan of Metroidvanias. Four, three of these games are awesome for sure. Aria of Sorrow, you could maybe argue, is the best Castlevania game. Uh, and it's, it's like 20 bucks American, so it's a super good value. Deltarune is coming. I shouldn't say coming, it's already there uh, to Switch as well. So that's pretty cool for anybody who wants it. Uh, Triangle Strategy. I'm about this game. This is the, I guess, the quasi-sequel to Octopath Traveler. Although it's going to be a tactics RPG in the vein of Fire Emblem rather than a Final Fantasy style RPG. This game looks awesome. I'm sure it plays awesome. It's going to be a day one purchase for me. Yeah, same. So I'm excited about this I one. I definitely was. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing the original trailer, being super stoked for it, and seeing it again. I'm like, this is basically Octopath meets Three Houses. And I loved both of those games. It looks good. The voice acting, once again, sounds great, which I think is so cool for a game that looks the way that it does. 
um, that they have like really amazing sounding voice acting involved with it. So I'm super excited about that. And I remember the soundtrack of Octopath Traveler being amazing. So I'm looking forward to that. Too. It was awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So. Yep, that's going to be really good. Do you notice that they dropped the project from this? It used to be called yeah. Project Triangle Strategy. Yep, because I guess, you know, they did their their survey and they took a lot of it, you know, a lot of the critiques and rolled with them, which sounds awesome. <laughs> I wish that they would have kept it because, like, Octopath Traveler is such a bonkers name for a video I game. I love it, though. And, like, Project Triangle Strategy is also, like, just out I there. I love it, though. I, I, I just, I wanted them to, to, to keep the ridiculous title maybe the third game could be like uh i don't know uh pythagorean theory what? combat or something no. like oh, <laughs> that would that would be awesome that'd be exactly the type of name that they would choose um but moving on to the last thing i want to talk about before some of the bigger chunks there was a final trailer for metroid dread Man, it didn't really show off anything new. It was just kind of uh, vignettes of, of what we already have seen. But, uh, my God. It's a, we're, we're like 11 days from away from Metro Dread. This game looks so awesome. Please, 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 if you have never played a Metroid game before, please check out Metroid Dread. I beg you. I beg you. In fact, if, you, if, if we have enough support, I will do a giveaway for Metroid Dread for someone that wants to play it. And, and maybe we could work on the logistics of that. We could set up some kind of charity for something. But uh, I, I'm, I'm begging you guys to play Metroid Dread. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be... I, I think it's going to be the game of the year this year. So can, please check out Metroid Dread. I can see that. I don't know. Do they have enough time to be game of the year? You know, coming out two months uh, or like, two, like three months before the end of the year. Is that enough time for it to be dubbed game of the year? I think so. Okay. I think it looks awesome. Um, I And I'm not a huge Metroid fan, so I have no idea what's going on, but I know that I'm going to have anxiety playing it. And <laughs> and that there was this moment. There was this cool moment. And I know that I know the, the Mandalorian came after uh, Metroid and Samus, but there was this moment where Samus was piloting her ship, and she, like, moves her hand over and touches a button or whatever, and it looked just like Mando when he's in the Razor Crest. It looks just like him. And I was like, that was kind of, like, cool. And I don't know if anybody else felt that because I'm just such a huge Mandalorian fan. But uh, I was like, that was kind of dope. And and I was already going to play buy this game and play it anyways because I'm going to start on Metroid because Andy wants me to. But that was I was like, dang, that was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I, please, please buy Metroid Dread. Please. It's going to be awesome. Um, I'm, I'll have a ton to say about Metroid Dread on the Omega Metroid podcast. So you can check that out. So yeah. Please, please play Metro Dread. Also, the, the with the Mando comparison there, Samus has a baby Metroid. You've probably heard about the baby Metroid. <gasps> baby before. Metroid. Things, things kind of like uh, Baby Yoda in its own way. What is is that? The little baby octopus brain looking thing. Oh my! God. <laughs> I don't know. I never played Metroid before. I'm just visually visualizing things. <laughs> yeah, that's the octopus looking. Okay. Thing. Then yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that thing's cute. It's 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 more like a squid. It's not really an octopus. Oh, sorry, sorry, my bad. Uh, I mean, there's a big difference. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> just saying. <laughs> All right. Speaking of squids, what a great segue. <laughs> Speaking of squids, uh, Splatoon three, uh, Rise of the Mammalians was showed off. This looks awesome. This looks so good, so charming. And I think that if they would have ended the direct with Splatoon 3, yeah. I would have came away and been like, this is a B show. Like, or maybe even a B plus. Because, like, everything you want from Splatoon was here. It doesn't really look like it's going to be a quantum leap from Splatoon 2 to Splatoon 3. But I think that that's okay. I just want more levels, different weapons, a, a new single player campaign. This looks like it's going to deliver on all of that. And, of course, more awesome Splatoon music. So I, I was pretty hype about this. I think I agree with you with the fact that if they had ended with Splatoon 3, it probably would have been a better direct. And I understand why they ended with what they did, but I think a lot of people were looking forward to hearing about Splatoon 3. I haven't played those games, but I've watched people play them that are super into them. And I think, you know, that the people that are super into those games, it looks like a super fun time for them. And I'm super excited for them and that they got to see a lot more of what's coming 
you know, down the road. So I thought that was a really solid trailer. It was a good amount of pacing and, like, you know, reveal of what's mm-hmm. going to come kind of deal. So I thought that was really good. Yeah, I've, I've seen some clips of Locke and Rachel playing Splatoon. Yeah. It's like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it's insane. That's who I'm talking about. I'm sure they were over the moon yeah. seeing that. Yeah, I, I'm sure they liked it. Um, all right, let's talk about... Let's talk about let's talk about the Mario movie actually before we get to the other stuff. Okay. Uh, so, me and Gooey, over on Virtual Theater, a podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them, are going to have a lot to say about this, no doubt. Um, but here we go. This felt this felt like an acid trip fever dream when they when they were announcing this cast. <laughs> so we got here we go. We got Chris Pratt as Mario. Anya Taylor-Joy as Peach, Charlie Day as Luigi, Jack Black as Bowser, (laughs) Keegan-Michael Key as Toad, Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, and uh, Charles Martinet is going to be making some cameos, doing some voices in this movie. What is happening? This is (laughs) awesome. This is so out there and bizarre, and I, I love this. And I have a little rant to go in here, but I'll, I'm going to let you <laughs> tell us what you think first. Um, You know, I, I'm going to try not to rant because I know that a lot of people are really upset about some of these decisions. And I honestly, I'm okay. Like, I don't mind. I don't care. I don't, I don't get into the politics of all that kind of stuff. I don't care. But uh, when I was listening to the cast reveal, because I wasn't looking uh, when I was first watching this, when I was listening, they said Chris Pratt for Mario. And I was like, what? I was like, yes, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? He could probably do amazing, you know, like, I don't know. But um, so I was like, OK, that's cool. And then they, you know, they named some other people where I was like, OK, OK, that's fine. Jack Black is Bowser. And I was like, what? <laughs> but I love Jack Black. Oh, my God. So I'm I'm so down for this. And he's always goofy. Got a million voices going on. I love him. So I think he could nail it. You got. And you know what? It's not the first time that Seth Rogen and Jack Black have done voice work together in a movie. So I wasn't that surprised when they next came up with, you know, Seth Rogen. So I'm down for this cast. I'm not about all the angry people who are, you know, upset by this. I think it's going to be fine and fun and goofy and great. And plus, it's made by the same people who did Despicable Me, the Minions. You know, I love those movies. They're comedic gold. And so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Man, when they, when they announced Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, I like I audibly cheered. So great! I was, just, I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> Hell yeah! Listen, if you're upset about the casting in the Mario movie, and you think that Charles Martinet should have voiced Mario, I I don't know what to tell you. The goal of these movies is to attract a new audience, not the audience that you already have. By casting Charles Martinet as Mario. That's the audience that you already have. Because Charles Martinet, he ain't going on late night with Jimmy Fallon and talking about this movie. But Chris Pratt is. Celebrities are going to help sell this movie. Um, Charles Martinet, for as fantastic of a talent and as legendary as he is, I don't think that he's ever done a full-blown movie uh, voice work. Ever. So it, it doesn't make sense to me why people are complaining that they casted these celebrities instead of Charles Martinet as Mario. I mean, that's just not, it's not in his wheelhouse. Um, and the thing about voice acting in video games is it's not the focal point of the video game because you have the gameplay to fall back on. Whereas this is like, you are very much the focal point of the movie. And if you are inexperienced in saying anything beyond a few catchphrases here and there, you know, I, I mean, I don't know what to say to the people that are like super upset about this. Um, this is just where we are. And th- there's a different conversation to be had about like, you look back and I think Aladdin started this when they casted Robin Williams as genie before this, there was a lot more work for voice actors. Um, not like celebrity movie actors, but like voice actors and animated films that's a different discussion, I feel like, and what you think about the inclusion of celebrities in, in animated movies. But, I mean, for, for everybody complaining about Charles Martinet not voicing Mario, come on. 
I mean, like, for as far as that voice actor versus actor thing, it's like they went into the business to be an actor and to try different things. You know, you see so many actors. If you actually look up their IMDb, they've got producing, they've got directing, they've got screenwriting, they've got acting, they've got voice. They want to be well-rounded in their career too. So should these movies always cater to voice actors? Or are you going to have some movies that have, you know, the top celebrities that can be personable and can market these things? I, I think that you should. You know, there is work for voice actors and there are work for actors and they can intermingle or they could be separate. I don't think it's actually that big of a, a deal that people are making it where voice actors are being run out of the business by actor, regular actor. I, I don't understand that. Somebody might have to educate me. I could be totally wrong. You know, I might not understand the full spectrum, but I don't see it. Yeah, I, I just think that, like, you know, what are we upset about here? I, did, did we did we think that we were making a Mario movie from the makers of Despicable Me and not casting, like, celebrities as the voices? I, I just, I don't know what to say about that, Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, there's, I, there's yeah. some other things, I, too, that people are upset about, and I'm just, I'm like, it, it you you just don't know what's how it's going to be. What, what, what else have you heard? I know that a lot of people don't like some of those celebrities, and I don't want to, like, get into a huge uh, tiff about it, but at the same time, I don't, I don't really pay any mind to cancel culture, so for me, they're just actors that are going to be fun to watch or hear in these characters. I, I I haven't really heard any critiques other than Chris Pratt is Mario. Mm -hmm. I can I can maybe see from a couple of certain perspectives that I wouldn't necessarily agree with people that wouldn't like Seth Rogen. I can see that. <laughs> uh, but uh, I love Seth Rogen. I think he's awesome. Yeah. But you know, I mean, look at the end of the day, this is obviously going to be something different than like this is not going to be Super Mario Odyssey on the screen, right? Like it's going to be its own unique movie. It's going to have its own unique spin on Super Mario. Yeah. And that's fine. That that That's what makes it a movie and not a video exactly, game, people. Exactly, yeah. You got you to gotta bring in the new audience and as well as, you know, have the people that are going to have nostalgia for those characters have a good time watching this movie. Now, if somebody were to complain about Charlie Day as Luigi <laughs> instead of Johnny Legs... <laughs> I could get behind that. You know what? It would be really cool if they if they <laughs> had John was uh, like was to play him. But I really do like Charlie Day and his chip monkey voice, so I'm kind of excited for that. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, Samantha Mathis shows up and makes a cameo as Daisy, because that would be great. <laughs> okay, that would be awesome. Cool. Uh, all right, let's talk about the next big piece of news from this direct. Nintendo 64 games yeah. are coming to Nintendo Switch Online. It's not going to be included in the base Nintendo Switch Online package, though. It's going to be what they called an expansion pass. And the price is as yet to be revealed. But uh, I, if I had to make an educated guess, I would guess that this is going to cost you 10 extra dollars. A year. I th A yeah. year. Yeah, I think so. I and And so that would bring up my Nintendo Switch online subscription because I'm Canadian. So that would be 35 bucks a year for me. You know what? I'll actually I'll round up and I'll say 40 bucks cuz it's probably going to be $10 American. So it's going to be more for me. So it's going to cost me 40 bucks a year. And I saw some people griping about that and I can understand that, but at the end of the day I'm just like sweet. Like I I will gladly pay that because I just want to be able to play Star Fox 64 or Ocarina of Time or Yoshi's story in my bed on my switch and I think that's gonna be awesome I want to be able to race Allison and f-zero X online <laughs> and I think that's gonna be awesome and You you kind of the way that I view it where it makes sense to me is like all right Maybe Nintendo doesn't have the best online infrastructure. I think we all agree about that but and if you look at this as like kind of a games pass Let's say let's say 40 bucks a year. Let's let's divide that by month Let's just say that that's like three or four bucks a month. So I'm paying three or four bucks a month and I've got access to all these fantastic N64 games, all these fantastic Super Nintendo games. You know what? I even throw Metroid NES or Zelda NES or Mega Man NES sometimes as well. 
So I have access to all these games. I'm looking at Xbox, like Game Pass, and it's not a fair comparison because there are AAA current day titles there, but it's like it's like 20 bucks a month, right? And to me, it's like, wow, that's that's a pretty decent value for like all this nostalgia, especially when you consider if you go to the Wii U and you boot up the virtual console and you go to buy an N64 game, they're $7.99. Or you go to buy a Super Nintendo game and they're like $6.99. So, I mean, for the price of about five games, you've got your yearly Nintendo Switch online subscription. So, I was pretty happy with this, actually. I think that it's a much welcome feature, and they showed that there was a bunch more games on the way, like Majora's Mask and Banjo-Kazooie. So, I I thought that this was uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, I was super stoked about this, and I'm going to pick on my brother. Sorry, Andy, not that you listen either way, but (laughs) my brother Andy... Um, because when they announced Ocarina of Time and then they were saying more games like Majora's Mask, I was super stoked because he's been bugging me. He's like, how come Nintendo doesn't have Majora's Mask on the Switch? How come they don't have it? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe someday they'll come out with a collection. Who knows? So I was really excited to call him as soon as I heard that and um, on my car ride. And I was like, Andy, you know, Majora's Mask is coming to the Switch. They're going to do it with Switch Online with the sub and stuff. And he like immediately went from excited to angry which I just thought was an overreaction. And basically, <laughs> basically we kind of got in this little argument where he was just like, I think that's a really scummy move that they're going to charge you like that and that I was going to buy a Switch, but now I don't want to. Like, I'm either going to buy those games or not play them at all. Like, I'd rather own them and or not have them. And I was just like, I think that's so silly. I saw that everywhere. Yeah, I, everywhere. and I'm sorry if you feel this way. I'm not trying to, like, invalidate your feelings, but I literally did the math for him, and I said the original subscription is $20 a month. That is a $1.67, or, I'm sorry, a year. That's a $1.67 a month. That is a $1.67 a month, people. You know, and if it goes up to $30, then it's two thirty a month. <laughs> you know, so that you now, can play nostalgia. And I think that's wonderful. And once again, I will say that Nintendo is a business. They need to make business decisions so that they can make more money so that they can give us games like Metroid Dread and Breath of the Wild 2. They're a business. Stop whining. I will say that for a long time, I've heard people complain and complain and complain about how Nintendo does not make their games accessible to people. Right? Like... If you for I can't tell you how many times I've listened to people, particularly on the Metroid side, be like, Nintendo doesn't make their games available. If you want to, I don't feel bad about emulating them because it's not really available for me to purchase on the Switch or whatever. Here it is, like here it is. And you know what? I do get the the people that are just like, you know what? I don't really like that I can't physically own the game. But let me ask you a question. Do you physically own the Mandalorian, Al? Nope. Or do you do you pay to stream it? I pay to stream it. And that's just reality. Because buying the DVD set of the Mandalorian is like a crazy amount of money. And you know, that it by having a subscription, that will encourage you not only to play the game you want, but to play some games that you might never have tried if you didn't have that subscription. And there definitely is a separate conversation to be had about streaming media and cloud media versus physically owning stuff. I think that's a valid conversation. Gooey and I had that conversation this week. Um, however, I mean, it, you, you can't have it both ways. You can't say that Nintendo never puts their stuff uh, on their platforms and doesn't have it available for anybody and then complain when they do that, but they charge you a premium, which, which like, as you just pointed out, is basically nothing. And there's a right? family like, plan, isn't there? So I was I was offering that to my brother because I'm sure that they'll they'll upgrade the family plan, right? Where you can have like four people. And I'm like, if you just want to pay right. me like ten bucks for you, I'll give you access to my family plan. For some reason, he didn't like that either. But I, we, I, and we didn't even mention, by the way, that there's Sega Genesis games too. Oh yeah, that too as well. And that was super. There, there's Echo the Dolphin. There's uh, Fantasy Star. There's and the controllers um, that they're you know yeah making accessible. Well, I mean, the, you have you have to buy the controllers. Well, yeah, but. but like the fact that they're letting you play Ocarina of Time N64 with the N64 controller, I think is pretty dope. But and like I said, I I. I, I get it. I understand that people always get upset when it comes to money walls and all that kind of stuff. It's just it's just their business, and I always respect their business decisions So because I'm going to get a game like Breath of the Wild 2 in the future out of that business decision. So I will say uh, I do think that it's going to be hard 
to go back to the N64 version of Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. I'm okay with... After playing... I'm... I'm ugh, you're so weird. I like Majora's Mask N64. I'm totally so fine weird. with it. <laughs> well, Ocar- Ocarina of Time is going to be difficult, though. Yeah, I like, would agree the, with that. The Iron Boots as an item, yeah. man. That... Yeah, that, so that's that's gonna be weird. I would I would legit buy those games if it was like a dual pack, uh, three Ocarina of Time 3D, Majora's Mask 3D, for like full price. I'd buy. Yeah, that. I would. I'd too. be all over mm-hmm. that. Um, all right, so we got all this, and then uh, I, I have I have a story to tell, and this this might preface why I, I walked away from this direct a little bit disappointed. I'm wondering I'm so, wondering if you are about to have the same story as me, but continue. Okay. Uh, let's say, yeah, if we're, if we're along the same wavelength here. So earlier that day, I see a bunch of people that are just like, Hey, stay off Twitter because the Nintendo direct leaked. Don't go to Twitter because you're going to be spoiled. So I'm like, okay. So I, I'm, I'm kind of staying off Twitter, but I also was, was promoting some Metroid stuff that day. So I, I was on Twitter and I go to, I happen to see a tweet from Nintendo of all people. (laughs) And there's a tiny little text that says spoiler warning. And there is a big image that says Super Mario Odyssey 2. Now, this image has been floating around for a long time, actually. Um, it's not a new image. So they obviously just Googled it and picked it up. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, man, the entire direct leaked. And I think that it's, like, incredibly believable that Nintendo was working on Super Mario Odyssey 2. So maybe this is the, but we have one more thing to show you. And I was like, well, that that's kind of uh, anticlimactic that now I know what it is. Well, now I think I know what it is. But that's that's awesome because I'm really excited about that. And then I, I didn't really look in the comments or anything to see. Because as soon as I saw it, I closed my phone. I got out of there. Cause I, but I was just like, ah, damn it, I've already been spoiled. But the point is that I put it away so that I didn't read any of the replies or anything to see... If it was a troll job, right. So I'm kind of like, okay, well, I, I could totally... I'm, I'm sure that Nintendo probably is working on Super Mario Odyssey 2. I, I'm fairly confident of that. So I'm like, cool, I get maybe we'll get it announced today. So I'm I'm watching the Direct. I'm sifting through. I've, I've sat through this weird Monster Hunter trailer. I, I was struggling to stay awake during the card game trailer. Had to sit through a new Kirby game being announced yet again i i was spiked back up to life when they said that seth rogan is playing donkey kong and i'm like all right i'm ready to end this direct on a high i'm ready to end it with super mario odyssey 2 and then we get this weird cutscene. it looks like an xbox 360 game it's got some people shooting this big blob and i'm like what the heck is this and then bayonetta drops in and she starts doing her weird bayonetta dances, and I was just like, "Oh!" And let me let me say, I am so happy for the people that are excited for this game because there are there are a lot of people that are excited for this game. This this is like in that same mythical category that Breath of the Wild once was, or that Metroid Prime Four is in, where it's like it appeared and then it just disappeared for years. We haven't heard a lick about this game in four long years so i i am totally stoked for everybody that is super pumped about this however it's just not my thing i played bayonetta 1 and i was just like eh, okay i still have bayonetta 2 i've heard that that game is just a, a masterpiece i've heard that it's absolutely awesome but like i just don't really like combo fighters i don't really think i've ever played a platinum games game that i've been like man this is awesome the Bayonetta dances that and moves that she that she does, they look like super corny and cringe to me. So, yeah, I, I just I was just kind of like a little bit let down as this direct came to its conclusion. What say? Yeah, you? so I was in the same boat where, um, because of what you what we were talking about the day before with, uh, hey, if there's Zelda news, you know, let's be ready to record tomorrow. And I was like, oh man, I didn't even know the direct was announced. So I was on Twitter later. And I saw the Nintendo thing too. And so I immediately did the same thing as you did and closed out of it because I didn't want to be spoiled any more than I already was. And um, 
And so when I was listening, I was like, okay, maybe they're going to talk about that. And they didn't. And then I was like hearing all these like helicopter and war sounds. And I was like, what the heck? Like, this is not a standard, you know, Nintendo usually saves their big pal moments for the end. We're like, we got one more thing to show you. And I was just like, what is this? And then I, and then the monster was talking in Japanese and I was like, maybe it's like, Maybe it's like, uh, I don't know, a title that's in Japan that we're finally getting or something. I don't know. And then you hear Bayonetta. And I've never played a Bayonetta game in my life. I've never heard her voice in my life. But I immediately knew it was her. And I was like, this is Bayonetta 3. I know that people have been waiting for this. So I understood why it was the last game. But for people like us who don't have much interest in it, it was kind of like like a meh, kind of deflated sound ending but i understand why they had it last because you know this has been uh, yes. this has been anticipated for a long time by a lot of people so i get it i get why it was there and for those people that have been anticipating it that made it a b plus direct for them yep no doubt like there there are so many people i know that were like so over the moon after bayonetta yeah. 3 was shown off and, and i think that that's great but yeah it's just kind of yeah to me you know to be honest you know what i thought this was this reminded me of xenosaga like the big blob monster it reminded me of a of an enemy called the gnosis from xenosaga okay xenosaga was a trilogy of playstation 2 rpgs made by monolith soft who makes xenoblade chronicles Mm. so i was like is this like a port of xenosaga to switch because that would actually be pretty hype like i loved those games back in the day and they're super expensive today um so I was like, yeah, this is kind of cool. And then as it went on, I was like, okay, well, like, this isn't Xenosaga. Like, this looks old and kind of unpolished. Like, what is this? And, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that Bayonetta 3 still obviously needs a bunch of work put into it. The, the trailer wasn't very impressive to me. I thought it looked cool. But, I mean, we still, we still got a lot of time. I thought, like, all the monsters she was controlling with her ta- magic tattoo or whatever it is. I, I don't know anything about Bayonetta, so nobody attack me for what I'm saying. But she's got, like, this magic tattoo going on, and it controls these giant monsters, like a giant tarantula or a dragon or whatever. I thought those were kind of cool. And the visuals were, um, like, after the announcement, Bayonetta 3, like, the title card. Then there was, like, these crazy flying over a city visuals, and I was like, it looks cool. I still am not going to play it, but it looked awesome. Yeah. You know what? And I, and I probably will play Bayonetta 3, actually, eventually. Because I, I do own Bayonetta 2. I, you know, might as well. I have it. Uh, it's on the Switch, which is the platform that I want to play it on. So, I don't know. Maybe Bayonetta 2 will win me over. Maybe it'll make me excited for Bayonetta 3. But, uh, yeah. I mean, this was a September Nintendo Direct. I don't think that we've ever seen a Nintendo September Direct that, like, really kind of blew the roof off. Mm-hmm. I, I think that in, maybe it was 2018, they ended with Link's Awakening, and that was, like, super hype. But, uh, yeah. This was, uh, wasn't the best. Wasn't the worst. It was pretty decent. There is some good stuff coming uh, in the next couple months. I mean, we already got Metroid for this year, so, like... That's pretty much all I need. We got Pokemon in November, which is icing on the cake, and Advance Wars in December, which is cool, and Pokemon Arceus, which we'll definitely cover here on the show because it looks like Pokemon meets Breath of the Wild. So all that stuff is really cool. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Oh, you know what, Allison? You know what? This was not announced at the Nintendo Direct, but it was announced the day after. Blossom Tales 2 oh, is coming I out. Oh, I saw that. I, I saw that, and for some reason I forgot about it. But yeah, that <laughs> I did see that, and that's cool. That's hype. Yeah. That is hype. Blossom Tales, the Minotaur Prince. It looks so good. And, like, it's it's just, I'm like, so... shamelessly... It's shamelessly Zelda, right? I... Like, they've got the, the pyramid from the Dark World. <laughs> they got the carts. They got the hookshot. Like, it looks awesome. I'm so glad that they were, like, you know, did well enough that they were able to make another game. I think that's really cool. That, you know, you have this, like, kind of indie uh, Zelda look-like game that's very clearly, you know, just based off of a Zelda game. And it went really well, apparently, for them because they made another one. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. You know, it's actually a pretty interesting story. You should go and look up um, Castle Pixel, the developer okay. of Blossom yeah. Tales. They... Essentially, they were about to go bankrupt after oh. they made Blossom Tales, and uh, they put it on Steam, and it, it it just, like, completely underperformed on Steam. Came to Nintendo Switch and sold, like, I don't think this is even an exaggeration, like, 
a hundred times the amount of copies that they sold on That's where Steam, they should have started. Which is crazy. I think that makes the most sense, obviously, because it's a Nintendo-like game going on to a Nintendo console. That makes total sense to me. Of course it did well. Let's talk about 2022 just for a quick second. Okay. My, my God. Pokemon Arceus, Splatoon 3, Bayonetta 3, Breath of the Wild 2, Blossom Tales, The Minotaur Prince, Mario and Rabbids 2, uh, Triangle Strategy, this Kirby game, <laughs> whatever it may be. Uh, am I missing anything? I mean, this is just like an absolutely insane lineup for 2022. Yeah, and that's only the stuff that's announced, you know, for the next, you know, a few months. If, you know, like Breath of the Wild is probably going to be a later holiday. So we don't even know what they're going to tell us next year. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited so far of our lineup. Uh, this this might be the absolute best lineup of games that Nintendo has had since, I mean, really since 20, when they came out with the Switch in 2017, yeah. they absolutely like just blew the roof off. And this has the potential to outdo even that. So yeah, could be an awesome year next year. And I mean, we got a lot of good stuff to round out 2021 as well. So yeah, I, you know what, when you, when you put that into perspective, this direct was pretty good. Yeah. I agree. It makes it a little bit better. Good time. So. All right. Uh, any final thoughts that you want to, uh, to get off your chest before we get out of here, Al? Nope. I'm really looking forward to talking about the DLC coming up and also Metroid coming up soon. Pretty quickly, like in the next yes. few weeks, I think. Yes, 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 yes. Also, uh, before we get out of here, uh, Age of Calamity will be shown at the Tokyo Game Show. If you are a lunatic like we are at Zelda Dungeon, you can stay up until like 3 in the morning. Uh, and watch the footage from the Tokyo Game Show. We'll be doing that, so it'll be a good time. You can come hang out with us if you want. Uh, until then, though, we are going to get out of here. Uh, you can check us out over on Twitter. I'm at Spateri316. Allison is at Allison Aletha. And we are over on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. Go and like and subscribe. Tell that Zelda fan in your life where they can get their weekly Zelda fix. Until next week, everybody, we will see you then. Have a good one.